ground. Both towers of the World Trade Center are gone. Oh my God, we're under attack. When I picked up the phone, I was sitting on a beige Italian sofa in my house in San Diego, wrapped under a red merino wool blanket. The air had the first coolness of fall, and my 16-year-old dog Ariel was curled up next to me, resting her head on my belly. I was drinking a steaming cup of Hanna Nirvana herbal tea, trying to ignore my aching back by reading People magazine. When I answered the phone, Mom was sobbing. She couldn't speak. She just blubbered and stuttered, while I felt my blood pressure rise and my heart race. Finally, taking breaths between each word, Mom told me the news. Daddy has a brain tumor. Mom had called me earlier in the day with concerning news about Dad. They had been at our family vacation home in the North Georgia mountains when Dad started making up nonsense words. I asked her to put Dad on the phone, and when I asked if he was okay, Dad said Mom was taking him to the Travel One Llama Center. What? Searching my memory banks for my neurology rotation, I remembered Wernicke's aphasia, a type of disordered speech that happens when the brain is damaged, usually from a stroke. People with Wernicke's aphasia can understand and interpret language, but they speak in disorganized or invented words. Dad said it again. Travel one llama center trying to interpret, I said, Dad, do you need to go to a level one trauma center? That was it. He put Mom back on the phone. Although Dad had multiple sclerosis, MS shouldn't cause Wernicke's aphasia. I suspected he was having a stroke. I told Mom to get him to a good hospital in Atlanta, stat. When the emergency room doctor ordered a CT scan, Dad, the radiologist, read it himself. He was not having a stroke. Instead, he had an enormous brain tumor in his temporal lobe. I sprang into doctor mode. My father had a brain tumor. But from what? He had recovered well from his prostate cancer surgery, and a follow-up PSA, prostate-specific antigen, test, was normal, indicating that he appeared to be cured. Had Dad's cancer come back so quickly? But that didn't make any sense. Prostate cancer doesn't usually metastasize to the brain. Was this a new, unrelated tumor? I raced through a differential diagnosis, a plan for next steps, an assessment of the risk. It wasn't until hours later that I got out of doctor mode and absorbed that this was my father. I broke down in Matt's arms with Ariel snuggled up to me and my baby doing somersaults inside. After a bunch of tests, they discovered that he also had tumors in his liver and studded throughout his body. They did a liver biopsy to determine the cell type, and a couple weeks later, the results of Dad's biopsy came in. I was expecting the call this time. When I picked up the phone, Dad said, Hi, honey. There was something in his voice. I steeled myself. Dad said, 
I have metastatic melanoma. Just like that. Blah, blah, blah. I have metastatic melanoma. I couldn't speak. Metastatic melanoma is about as bad as it gets. Like pancreatic cancer, it's swift, merciless, and nearly always a death sentence. Ironically, Dad did his medical school term paper on metastatic melanoma, so like me, he knew that almost no one survived. Before we hung up, Dad said, I love you, honey. I said, I love you too. Dad said, I love how we always say that. We always did. When I'd call home from college, Mom and I would talk, but Dad would be on the line, just listening, until it was time to say, I love you, at the end. Everyone loved Dad. He was the ham radio operator.